0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on PRN-FM and I'm joined by the most amazing, beautiful heart that I know, Michael J. Rossin. I'm so grateful that you're joining me today because I, you know, astrologically... The moon can join Venus, so they call it Love Fest Day. And it's about feeling the love and then feeling the love some more. And <laughs> gifting yourself today with a friend and reminding yourself that you are worth it and that it's about self-forgiveness and unconditional love. And, and I don't know anybody who exemplifies that more than you, Michael. So a big, big um, Love Fest Day to you and welcome.
1: Fantastic! Just just for you know, uh, giggles. Uh, it's also National Margarita Day, so I just want to pass that on. Anyway. <laughs> well, <that's good. laughs> Love Fest Day. That's awesome! Yeah. National Love Fest Day. I didn't even know there was a National Love Fest Day.
0: Honestly. Well, it actually uh, is every every month when the I guess when Venus uh, conjoins with the Moon when it, it passes the cross, it crosses so it may not be exactly every 30 days but I, I'm not really quite sure what the path is but it just happens to be that today and well, um, it's interesting what it mm-hmm, yeah well it's interesting yeah, because I,
1: last night I was looking at the moon the sliver of the moon yesterday uh, last night on the way home uh, from from dinner and it, there was this big uh, planet sitting right there to its northwest and I believe that was Venus.
0: Uh, I have a telescope.
1: Yeah. Every once in a while I get out with the telescope and I look at the various, you know, at the at, the, at Saturn and Venus and Mars. And it's always uh, fun to look up into the heavens to actually see that those uh, planets that we keep talking about exist and what they look like through the naked eye of a telescope. It's really wonderful. Yeah,
0: I can yeah. imagine brings, that's phenomenal through a telescope.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, well, I look it, for that it, tonight.
0: Yeah, no, please, because part of what it does, it brings um, an exploration about what you've always believed to be true about yourself and helps right. to let those old beliefs go, which I really enjoy. And I, I haven't read his book yet. But I tuned into an audio of a gentleman, his name is Jim quick. And Michael, are you familiar with Jim quick at all? Um, it's oh, wow. Why is that name familiar?
2: Very familiar. So he Uh, yeah
0: you know he was a kid who was um, basically born normal had an accident and had a brain injury and was told that his brain was broken and that was a thought virus um, you know
2: perpetrated Mm -hmm.
0: by whomever um, that he could not learn and that he was you know the teachers looked at him as the kid with the broken brain he felt very, very left out. Um, I think he struggled in school. It, you know, it just, everything was very, very difficult for him. I mean, he had to learn a different way. And as you know, school doesn't always cater to the special needs children. You know, they've got to get you through. They've got to deal with all the other yeah. kids in the classes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that he found solace in was comic books and he really loved superheroes and he just it was it was the comic books that were that taught him how to read Um, which I thought was very very fascinating because he you know he just he envisioned himself having a superpower and he went through school and, and he made it into college but he still had difficulty learning and then He found a mentor. We've talked a lot in the past about finding a mentor and this mentor basically helped him dispel that thought virus that there was a different way that he could learn. And so he, he really got, got this I don't know, just a burning desire to start reading as much as he could about different learning habits and ways to work and different strategies that could work for him. And Mm -hmm. he let go of all of those limiting beliefs. And what he does now is he he mentors people on reading and learning and discovering things. And I thought that it would be really amazing uh, because you and I have talked about... Uh, things in the past about what it means to be your own hero how do you find those superpowers and where do you go with that and I it just it really spoke to me because I think there's so many uh, I I don't know I I see all Shazam is coming out (laughs) and and when I was a kid I liked Shazam I liked Isis I liked the idea that you could communicate with animals I thought that that would be the most amazing superpower to have and here Thank i am
2: you.
0: how many years later <laughs> doing animal mm. rescue and on some level um i do connect with these animals and communicate with them i i don't have all of the superpowers of isis certainly <laughs> but i i think i emulated that i watched that show so often and i i just like okay this is what i want this is what i want and um so, yeah, I, I just think that it's something that could be very transformative in a lot of people's lives is to really understand and to be their own hero. And so, Michael, if if you had a, a superpower or a superhero, um, who or what would that be?
1: Wow. Um, I would say my superpower would be the uh very much along the lines of, of of gems it would be the gift of being able to help people connect with their own sovereignty and who they are mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they could take it from there i mean it's if i could look people in the eye and simply you know connect with them in a way that was where everything else was just fell by the wayside and they got it the first time and it was like an epiphany or an awareness all of a sudden their eyes would would go wide as as, as uh um, as caps and they would they would oh i get it i get it you know the <laughs> help help people to instantly uh, gain an awareness of their own sovereignty, of the fact that this is their life, that they create uh, their own reality in this life, and they can begin to work with it. And it, it's just such a, a an empowering thing. And that's really what I would what I would love to have the ability to to do is get that instant connection with people, so that the, and to to uh, enable them to do that. You know, it, it's in some ways. We do that through this podcast. I'm always harping on it in my own podcast. And uh, between you and me uh, and and our audience, I had a a friend just call me before this, about a half hour ago before we started um, producing this episode. And she wanted to thank me because she listened to, she binge listened to the last six episodes of my podcast, My Life Moves podcast. And she said, I want to thank you. I love you. You're so amazing. And she says, I love the way that you Make it real and keep it simple and and help me understand that i I can be my own worst enemy uh, or I can be my own hero and she actually used mm. that word, which is interesting wow. um, and that 's really true we, we We have this ability, and in, in my view uh, i 've kind of written down some of the things in the research here about psychologically what uh, a hero embodies, and the word that 's not in there is sovereignty. It has to. You have to start there. You have to start with personal sovereignty, because in my view, once you know that you are the one, the master of your own mind, body, and spirit, that that is your purpose—to master your own mind, your body, and spirit—then everything else outside of that can kind of like fall into that fold. Uh, alchemy falls into that. Uh, mm-hmm. Being, being brave. Uh, Taking steps yourself, getting outside of, being brave enough to step outside of your own comfort zone to enlighten yourself as to uh, other modalities, perhaps, of wellness. Uh, Looking after your own well-being, you know, your own health. Having the, the awareness and the presence of mind to know that, something really isn't good to go into your body, you really shouldn't be putting that into your body because decades down the line, it'll come back to hurt you. And I mean, I'm not talking about adopting one um, eating modality over another, vegetarian, vegan, paleo, all that kind of stuff. I'm just simply saying there are certain things we can all agree on that are really not good for you and you really have to Mm -hmm. say, does this really, does this honor my body? You know, does this honor my body by, by drinking this this soft drink or this sugary that or sugary this? This is am I honoring myself by doing this? And when you're young you think you're invincible. Heck, I thought I was invincible when I was young. I can do anything. You know, you can eat anything, you can you can go do anything, you can beat yourself up playing uh, sports and doing other things. However, some particular point, as my mother would say, it comes home to roost. <laughs> it comes Mm -hmm. home to roost. And um, I had, about 35 years ago, I had the presence of mind to ask myself one simple question. And this is kind of like my superhero question sort of way back then. Um, I asked myself, what did I want to feel like and look like when I was 60? Now, I was late 20s at the time. And... The extension of that question is, once I asked myself that question, I said, yeah, I want to look, look, look great. I want to look like I haven't really beat myself up. I want to be healthy. Um, I, I don't want to have knee problems. I don't want to have back problems. Of course, at the time I actually, actually asked myself this question, I actually did have back problems, and I've since That's eliminated them. Yeah, it's interesting. Because I understood that I found out that metaphysically um, – back soreness has to do with power about giving away your power Mm -hmm. your lower back is your power center so i think you know this but our, our audience may not it is your power center so when you when you uh give away your power and you don't honor your power your own power you you basically feel it in the lower back in one way or another and uh and and it can lead to Uh, serious things like herniated discs and blown discs and other stuff like that i had herniated discs i had herniated discs however um what i'm saying here is that i had the presence of mind to ask myself that question and then i said okay i've got to go through and take a look at my life kind of assess what i'm doing and cut out a few things that over the long term i know right now in 30 40 years aren't going are going to lead to a whole different person than I want to be. And so I cut some things out, just the simple stuff. You know, fast food and soft drinks, number one, okay? Lots of sugars. Uh, I don't need a lot of candy. unless it's dark chocolate, because I know dark chocolate, 70%, 80% or better, is really good for you as an antioxidant. So I I cut that sort of stuff out. And I can, I can honestly say, my own experiment, I've succeeded with my own experiment, that... Now when I'm 64, going on 65 in a few months, I feel awesome. I don't have any of those problems that manifest from uh, from not honoring your body when you're younger, so to speak. Um, and uh, so the other thing, too, is that I was honest with myself. And honesty is one of those things, one of those uh attributes of a superhero so you got to ask yourself am i being honest with myself or am i lying to myself am Mm -hmm. i and and a lot of people do lie to themselves they think oh i can just do this and i'm not going to feel anything there'll be no consequences whatsoever you just simply lie to yourself you know because because at the time that 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 thing and it could be something you know let's let's say you 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 have a you have a I, i don't want to get on any particular company, but you, you have a sweet roll every uh, couple of times a week, right? Because you've got to ask yourself, and I, I use the process of extrapolation in this whole superhero process. I say to myself, if I have one sweet, if one sweet roll this week, this a week, that's 52 a year. Extrapolate that out by 30 years, and how many sweet rolls have you eaten? Um, how many soft drinks? I know people who have two, three, four soft drinks a day. Extrapolate that over a week, over a month, over 52 weeks, over 30 years and see how much sugar you've actually ingested. All these things have consequences, right? So it starts Mm -hmm. getting crazy. This is how I talk myself out of things, by the way, too. I just rationalize. If I eat this thing, I might eat it once. And if I make a habit of it, then I can simply, my mind starts, you know, I take out my mental abacus and I start, you know, Tack into little things, and I'm going, Ooh, wow, okay, that's not going to be so good for me if I do that for the long haul. And that's how I keep myself straight and honest with myself. I'm, I don't lie to myself. Now, I will be completely honest and say, because uh, that's the way I like to be, I have one donut a month. One. I like donuts. I love donuts. I have one donut a month. And that's wow. it. Sometimes I go a couple of months without eating a donut. Uh, but I like to have I like to taste of it, right? So uh, there's also, you know, desserts in restaurants. Um, there's a restaurant down here that's the absolute best key lime pie I've ever tasted in my life. And anybody else would say the same thing if it ate there. Um, I may go there once a month. And if I do, sometimes I have a slice, sometimes I don't. Every two, or three months I may have a slice. Just to, you know, just to treat myself. Because it's not good to to not treat yourself to something... Uh, really good it's long-term it's not an issue I what I like to do is you know live by my own convictions and be brave about making decisions and this is what sovereignty is it's it's understanding that I am in control of my mind what goes into it we can get into all that if you want to however we have to develop a mental filter for negativity and what is influencing us, what is trying to subtly influence us with thought viruses, we have to make sure that we're, <clears throat> on, uh, that we're in charge of what we're exposing ourselves to. Um, it's interesting because Pam Gregory, who we talk about, and we've talked about her a couple times, the astrologist from, uh, from the UK, uh, who had just listened to another really brilliant piece on, uh, brilliant interview with her and another young lady who's got six best-selling books, um and she does a lot of channeling and her stuff is brilliant too but it was a great interview and I know I sent it to you and you might not have had the chance to listen to it yet however
2: I did what it is was interesting,
1: amazing
0: <laughs> I love it. thank you
1: absolutely brilliant i mean it's like you you look beyond some of the real complicated astrological stuff which i'm not really adept to and you you get you read between the lines and you'll see you'll you'll understand um the 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 energetic trends Uh, astrologically where we're where where we're at and Mm -hmm. it's you can you can simply say okay I I negate that or or I don't however um, the interesting thing about Pam that I thought she said she she said in this interview I haven't listened to the news I haven't watched the news in seven years it's been seven years since she's watched the news anything news related media related and she says I feel so awesome so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I listen to the news, I listen to it with a filter. I don't invest in it emotionally. And I can watch something without, without it. I call it, in my book, Zero Adversity, I call it detached involvement. I practice detached involvement all the time. I can listen to people arguing and not mentally commit to in investing anything in it. It's just a thing that's going on. You know, sort of like the train's going by. Okay, great. We watched it. It went by. You know, that's pretty much what I can do. And I've trained myself to, uh, to filter, uh, negativity and negative energies. I don't, it's like I put a barrier around myself. I don't allow, I don't allow them to impact me. And it allows me to go a lot of places and do a lot of things without being impacted by the, the adverse energies that may be around me. And, you know uh, Michael,
0: I just wanna say that that's a superpower right there it is yeah, it's, it's, it is mm-hmm. it's it's actually honoring yourself and allowing yourself you you know you're you're saying, okay, that I see that as not being good for me. that's kryptonite yeah. to me
2: <laughs> so I love it
0: <laughs> i I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not not gonna bring it into my field I'm not gonna bring it in I'm not gonna allow that uh that, that to be part of my world and, and i apologize but i just wanted to
1: interject that no i think that's awesome thank you so much for bringing that up i don't even think about it as a superpower. i've been doing it so many so many years since i trained myself to to, to actually do it um i i it's a, it's pretty amazing um how you know i i i talk to people about it i i bring it up in my own podcasts, and i encourage people to develop that sense of detached involvement when they're in, when they're out and about, because you've got to engage with the world. And negativity, you're you're not going to necessarily avoid negativity, other people's negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not realistic. It's not a realistic goal. Otherwise, you just wouldn't leave the house, and you'd be in a bubble. Um, you can surround yourself in your home. In your own home, you can create a bubble of positivity. Uh, however somebody may come into your house that's not necessarily a friend or whatever they may be a little out, a little adverse in terms of their own uh, energy and um, you can listen however not get involved in what's going on. I, I, you know it's it's interesting because when I talk to people about this they say oh yeah but how do you deal with all those things in the world? There was an earthquake that killed 45,000 people in Turkey and How can you not respond to that in some emotional way? And I seldom tell them something very simple. Close your eyes. Focus on your heart. And send that energy to the entire region. Just blanket it Mm -hmm. in a white, loving energy. That's what you can do. Or you can can also turn around and give money to an aid agency or whatever or donate things, donate things that are going to go there. But the bottom line is that the only thing you ever can do for someone is give them, give them love and light. That's, that's it. That's what mm-hmm. you can give to other people is love and light, and especially people who are under some sort of uh, adverse circumstance because it's not something you can control and it's not your fault. It's not even their fault. There's just something that they're going through. And uh, it, it's, it's all how we perceive. We're taught in this society to perceive death as a bad thing to perceive accidents as a bad thing, automatically defaulting to those, to those uh, to, to lower frequencies when things happen to other people and even to yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which in my view is one of the major problems that we face as, as a society because if we live by the principle that everything happens for a reason, then we, we must then take that to the nth degree and if something happens to you, you've got to ask yourself, well, what can I learn from this? What, why did, you can say, why did this happen to me from the perspective of it wasn't an accident, what does this mean to me? That kind of why and how. Um, when you get knee deep in the weeds of how and why did it happen to me, that kind of thinking is counterproductive to your own evolution. It's counterproductive. It keeps you spinning your wheels in in quicksand. Um, It's interesting. If you start describing these words words that really uh, are attributes of uh, a superhero or hero, and you start saying, okay, how many of these actually apply to me? I want to read these 12 words to you. Oh,
2: fantastic. Because
1: they're really really interesting. The first one is bravery. We talked about that earlier. Conviction. Mm -hmm. Courage. Determination, helpful, honesty, inspirational, moral integrity, protective, self-sacrifice, selfishness, strength. Now, if you turn those 12 words around and you point them right back at you, Mm -hmm. our audience members, right back at you, the question you have to ask yourself is, how many of these do I embody myself, towards myself? That is that's the question. And that's when it gets a bit sticky. Because we always we we, we, we tend to think of other people as being brave, but not ourselves. Not ourselves. Right? We don't we, we might say I'm honest. That's not the tricky one. That's not the sticky one. Moral integrity could be a sticky one. You know? Uh protective. Are you protective of yourself? Well what does that mean to you? What does what kind of protection are you protective of of your heart, if if that's the case, do you want to be so protective of your heart that you don't open it up, that you don't make yourself vulnerable to opportunity? Yeah, see, it can get a little sticky, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: It
1: just gets just gets a little bit sticky. Self sacrifice, um, yeah. Just a mirror. You can take these things, and you can just point a mirror back. You can just reflect them all back at you and just ask: Am I selfless? Am I Am I strong? And there are a lot of people out there right now who don't believe they're strong. They believe they're weak because somebody told them that they were. Now, thought viruses can be intertwined with all of these words Uh, and, you know, determination. As soon as somebody, you might think you've got determination until somebody you respect uh, and love says, oh, no, you don't have that. And you're like, what? And you start questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. And we have to get to a point. That's where the word sovereignty, in my view, comes into this whole picture, kind of like an umbrella for everything because we have to understand that we're in charge. As I wrote the other day, you know, you're know, you driving the car of your own life. Is your hand on the wheel? Are your hands on the wheel? Or are, you, are they off the wheel and you let somebody else drive a car for you? The person sitting next to you? you know, Or that event sitting next Is that driving, them, driving your car for you? Where are you going to end up? We have to be... Uh, very cognizant of, of these things about ourselves, about, about the fact that we are a star. We are a superhero.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My last podcast was Time to Be a Star, and I actually, uh, in some part of the podcast, I integrated, um, I substituted superhero for star because they're one and the same. You're the star of your own movie. You're the superhero in your own, in your own uh, life, life journey. You mm-hmm. are. The question is, do you see yourself as that? Do you perceive yourself as the superhero? And I would I would venture a, a guess that a lot of people really don't, because that's not a perspective that they adopt. But it should be.
0: Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So, what is your I think, superpower? I, well, I you know my, well, <laughs> I always say that my superpower is wonder um, because I do I I. I wonder I like about things, and I a lot of times it's a gateway for me. So I'll see something that I'm curious about, or that I question, or um, that I want to learn more about. And then I kind of go on this little trail, and and it leads me. It's like little breadcrumbs. And so then I, what happens is I start getting a lot of different synchronicities in my life. Books will show up, or somebody that I'll meet, or I'll hear over a conversation. I'll be like. Wait a minute. I was just wondering about that and the universe responded that quickly. <laughs> it's just amazing.
2: I love it. It really is.
0: I, it. I, I just yeah. it it's it, it's a gift. And so um I'm obviously not Wonder Woman, but I do call myself the woman of wonder. And uh, Ooh, when I, I write that. on a blog, that's exactly that's what I sign as the woman of wonder. Um because I, I do believe that when there is so much to wonder at, and things that are wondrous. And um, when I was in um, Tanzania, there was this building that had been abandoned. It had the House of Wonder, and I think I mentioned this before. And that's what I said. I want to put above my house the House of Wonder. Hold, hold on and a second.
1: I, hey, Step back a second. Are you telling me the the House of Wonder was empty, abandoned?
0: It was. It was a. It was. <laughs> it was. A,
2: That's
0: it. I have a picture of it. It's just phenomenal. Big oxymoron Um, there. Yeah, I do. I have to, but it it just, I thought, when I saw it, it just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, that's where I want to live. I want to live in the house of wonder. And I, I, you know, I don't, I think as a child, children come into this world and if you've ever been around a three-year-old, they'll ask you, well, why? 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 Right, Why right. is that? Why is this? What is that? What is this? And there's all sorts of questions because they're curious. And they wonder about stuff and everything is new and fresh. And I think in life we can approach every day like that. There's always something in your day. If mm-hmm. you just take a moment to breathe and look around you that is unique in all this world. Mm-hmm. And you've never yeah, seen me before. I had, I had some li- lilies. I love lilies. And I was gifted some lilies for Valentine's Day. And I've never had lilies like this ever. The one lily when it opened is over nine and a half inches. I've never wow. seen. And, and okay, it is dang. intoxicating. The aroma in my house. <laughs> oh, wow. it, it Literally, this bouquet of lilies has filled my house from top to bottom and and every time I look at this lily I'm just like I took a picture of it and it doesn't even do it justice how how amazing that it is and then I look at it and I think oh you know what what a gift and I and I don't know all the other lilies were normal-sized lilies but this one was just unique and all all flowers are so yeah I would encourage our, our audience to find something in your day that you can wonder at if there's some whether it be going to a museum or botanical garden or a walk in the park I love to look at the trees on my walks in the park Uh, they they never cease to amaze me they're all unique and different the other day the tree one tree had been blown down uh, by the winds that we had, and I thought, "Oh dear friends, you know, but
2: now mm-hmm. it 's
0: gifting it 's going into another process, and it 'll nurture mm-hmm. the soil and it 'll grow new trees. But I sort of felt this little pang at my heart because i you know I see these trees they become become my friends, and I think that life you know oftentimes we just get so busy and overwhelmed, and it 's very difficult that we get so Caught up in caring for other people, that as you said, Michael, we don't even know how to care for ourselves anymore. We don't think about what's important for us. um, Mm -hmm. And I think you just have to step back and that instead of trying to be everybody else's superhero, that's why it's so important to be your own superhero. That you have um, to love yourself first. And we've talked about this and to love yourself really unconditionally. And you know I, I've said it before that love is the most powerful force in the universe bar none and that we get separated from that and and I think that that's really so if you have been separated from that feeling what maybe go into that space of wonder what does it feel like what does it look like what does it you know what is the smell of love to me you know for me it's lilies <laughs> I love lilies um, interesting and, yeah and, and I think that that there is um, some things that you're just drawn to you know with your intuition and that um, you know it helps get you through whatever it, it is and and I love the fact that you bring up bravery and courage because you know sometimes for somebody getting up in the morning and stepping out their front door takes a lot of courage um, yeah. For many of us we don't think about that we we don't really look at that um, in that same context I I had somebody that I just recently learned had uh, passed on and uh, this his nephew reached out to me and and I just I had some sort of a sense that something happened and this young this gentleman was from Ecuador and he had done some home improvement things for me and and Carlos was the epitome of somebody that was brave he came to this country he didn't speak english he started this business he built he had all of these different vehicles and and he took so much pride in everything he did but the thing that i really admired about him is that he really wanted to know who you were and touch your heart with something he always left me with something that you know, kind of anchored me. And and I just, it always left me with a big smile on my face. He was the kind of person you just wanted to wrap your arms around and give them a hug. And you know, what it served for me, Michael, though, is a reminder that every, no matter who it is that you meet, uh, you know, I didn't have a, we didn't go out to dinner, we didn't do this, but I feel a loss. And I would like our audience members here, you know, on Connect to Love to recognize that, you matter you matter in and oh, yeah. you may not even recognize how it is that you gift somebody with your heart and to really allow that you know your light and your love to shine through and and i i just i really feel that in 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 my soul that we can all be of service in some way and, and so whether you look um you know it yourself like how you ask yourself like how can i help myself today to be that superhero how can i mm-hmm. grow into um not only um loving myself but if somebody gives you something being able to receive that i think right. that that's a, a big yeah. part of it
1: it is it is a challenge for a lot of people to say thank you uh, because they're, they're like they don't feel worthy of it we're worthy mm-hmm. Of the absolute best life has to offer us you know it's really kind of interesting because um, my view is that everybody's already a super superhero they just need to step into the role and mm-hmm. um, because because we're I think we're born born super, superheroes each and every one of us regardless how they're born you know you're, you're gonna find that uh, the gentleman uh, uh, Jim we talked about earlier who um, had uh, an accident and his life was transformed and as a result, he had to move off in a different direction as far as learning. And what it did then, and you, you say to yourself, okay, well, it's so sad. It's, it's, so, it's so sorry for, that it happened to Jim. And, you know, is he going to be okay? You know, you can sit there and feel sorry for him. However, um, that doesn't really, isn't really what's important is what Jim thinks of himself. And mm-hmm. in my view, Jen at some particular point started thinking of himself as a superhero. The hero in his own life play. <clears throat> that's what he started. And that's that is a pivotal moment in everyone's life. That's Absolutely. the pivotal moment. It, and, and it can happen at any given time. I, I wrote down the word beaten down when you were talking. Because mm-hmm. people <clears throat> this is this is this is what life uh, this is how I characterize the, the your outer world. It can just beat on you. It could just mm-hmm. beat on you, and some people for some people, they succumb to it and and they say, okay uh, okay i'm 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 done you know I, I i I can't get out I can't walk out the front door anymore uh or i i i'm you know, just going to go to work and just do the minimum and and get by, or I'm just going to get by in life i'm going to settle i'm going to settle for for this, because, hey, there's nothing better and there and and for me out there in the world, there's no better life that I could live. This is what I call being beaten down by your, your outside influences, and no matter what they are. And we have to, at some particular point in our lives, come to the agreement with ourselves that we are going to be more. We're going to be more. And that's – so some people who get hit with that cognitive two-by-four, like Jim, uh, and you're in a situation where you have a serious learning disability, and uh, that, the cosmic two-by-four moment is unfortunately what I think the great greater number of people need to happen before they say, that's it, I'm done, I need to move, I'm going to be my superhero now, I'm no longer going to allow this to, to control me, how I feel, what I'm thinking, how I characterize myself and what I'm capable of, uh, and, and any of the ans- actions I take or the responses that I make to what happens in my life. You're a superhero moment to moment for me. That, that's, that's really the, mm-hmm. the case. It's not a once a day, once a week. You either consider yourself a superhero and you, do, you, you live from that, uh, from that persona uh, of who you are. Um, you are the star of your own play. You are the superhero in your own life movie, or you're not. And sometimes during the day you are, and sometimes during the day you may not be. Now, here's something very interesting that um, – and I was listening to an NPR program kind of talking along about this something that was <clears throat> parallel to this. And I've always said uh, that it's not – there's that old adage of, you know, it's not what happens, it's how you respond to what happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, what's really important is not that – and they were talking about fear, actually. They were, this particular show was talking about fear and feeling fear, being fearful, and how we all know that you and I know it, and, and anybody who's in the uh, inspirational world knows that fear means false evidence appearing to be real, the unknown, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, the unknown quotient, right? So <clears throat> what she said, something very interesting, is I've been saying this for a long period of time. Lower frequencies are natural. They're natural. It's, it's, it's not... I don't think it's, it's a um, worthwhile if, – if you set that bar, the high bar of I'm never going to experience lower frequencies, then it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not something that, that uh, is, is – uh, it's not real to be uh, – there's another word I'm looking for that's not coming to my head at this particular point, but it's not real. It's not a valid way of, of living life. You are going to experience lower frequencies. It's not that you feel them that's important. It's how quickly you can transform them. That's what's Absolutely. important.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And so when we live, when we're, when we're not a superhero, it's not beating ourselves up because we're not being a superhero. It's how quickly you can get back to being a superhero. <laughs> That's what's important. Because mm-hmm. we're all going to be in that, in that situation where we initially respond not as a superhero, right? So the victim, we'll, we'll play the victim for a minute or two. And... The, the question is, can we, how quickly can we, can our awareness bring us to the point where we recognize what we're doing, and then we turn around and we, we transform through our own inner alchemy from being the victim to being the superhero? And that, that is, to me, that's the way you live life, because we're always going to have those situations. You know, we're always going to have that. I mean, it's, it's true. This earthquake that happened, it just got worse and worse. It's still getting worse, because they had another one. And... These are world disasters. The tsunami that occurred back in uh, the early was it the early 2000s or the late 90s? the that, oh, that, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that tsunami that's killed 200,000 people, 250,000 people in a day. Um, you know, loss of this airliner, loss of that airliner, 300 people, 500 people, whatever it is. These things occur, and we're all going to initially have a a reaction that is not necessarily going to be in the realm of, of the higher frequencies. We're going to say, oh, dang you're going to get angry. Why didn't they check that thing? Why didn't they do this? Why did they do that? Why did this happen? How, how could this happen? You know, you might be there for a few minutes,
2: mm-hmm. but you've got
1: you to figure out, okay, fine, all right, I've said my piece, I've been there, now I'm going to move. I'm, I'm going to do something positive about this. I'm going to send these people some love, some light. I'm going to sit down for a moment, I'm going to focus on, on seeing these people wrapped in in comfort wrapped in a blanket of love okay and you can do that for a split, for a s- split second the energy is there just seeing that energy come from you to them no time no space it happens right
2: mm-hmm. we have to
1: have that belief that that you know we don't have to be next to them giving them a hug that's not really possible what is possible is that if we all turn around and we as a As a collective took our time to just close our eyes for 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 a few minutes a couple minutes, and we we focused on that happening, focused on them blanketed by by love and by light and by comfort and uh, I, I in my view that that works. It works for them and it works for you. You can send your, you can send that superpower of love that we all have. And that's, that's definitely we can, something we can agree upon. We all have love. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We have that and love can move mountains. I've heard it in a song. Okay. Love can move mountains. And, uh, did you miss that joke? Come on now. (laughs) Love can move mountains. I heard it in a song. Come on. <laughs> that's crazy. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get a reaction. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, that's, just, that's just part of my little humor that I come up with every once in a while. But uh, on the spur of the moment, But that's, that's really true. You, you, it, <laughs> love can do a lot of things. It can move mountains. It can, it can, uh, mm-hmm. it, it can heal uh, the soul. It can do a lot of things. It can do those things that other things can't do. It can do what money can't do. Love can do what money cannot do right time, every time
0: I'm glad though that you brought it up because I think that and and it's important to note that all emotions in as being human are valid so you can be a superhero and cry you can be a superhero and feel pain there is and and I and I think what it is is you have all of these different possibilities and I've heard something that you change it from possibility into probability which I really liked that idea because there's different strategies and that you can transmute things through and I don't know if you have ever read the book or heard of the book 90 minutes in heaven uh, but it was about uh, a gentleman his name was Don Piper and he was a minister, and he was in a an accident. He had been at a conference with all of these other ministers, and was on his way back home. And a semi truck collided with him at the scene, and he was actually pronounced dead at the scene. And um, what right. was so interesting, there were other ministers that came back, and there the one gentleman actually put his hands on him and began to pray and. And what I found so fascinating about the story is he did, you know, come back to life, but it was not without pain and like extreme pain and and a long journey of recovery. And one of the things, he was in the hospital and people would bring him things, you know, and and he had always been there as a rock for his parish.
2: Mm -hmm. And Mm
0: -hmm. he he had a lot of emotions that he went through and he didn't receive things from people very well. And then someday, mm-hmm. one day, somebody brought something in, and he was—he was being, uh, you know, feeling sorry for himself, or just being, you know, human. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right.
0: and he said, and somebody said to him, "You know what? You're really being selfish at this. You've allowed all these other people. You've given and given and given, but you won't allow them to give to you." And right. that it, I have never forgotten that part of the book. I mean, there's lots of parts of it. I it was it was one of those books, I think I read it in in an evening because it was just so phenomenal. But I think that whatever it is in in being your own superhero, it's about owning it. It's about owning your truth. And, you know, Michael, for for our audience members, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you own uh, something or to allow it to be valid and, and not apologize for uh, what you're experiencing
1: interesting i'm not going to be i'm going to be the first one to say that i've really never had anything like that happen to me uh so um and there's a lot of other people who probably answer this question uh, who've moved through it uh, more than i have i just huh it's an interesting it's an interesting question um and one that uh, i can only say if you're if you're Owning, you know, we, we part, of, part of sovereignty is owning, being accountable and responsible for what happens in your life, what happens to you, what happens around you, what you do to others, it's everything, because um, if, if the gentleman got, in, in, who wrote the 90, 90 Minutes in Heaven, he was on the road, he chose to be on the road at that particular point in time, and that happened to him, uh, mm-hmm. it's undeniable that that's the case. So did he have a hand in being there? Yeah. Was he responsible for driving the truck? No. He was responsible. There is always, you can always find some shred of responsibility for everything that occurs in your life. You chose to leave the meeting at that particular time. You chose to leave the house. You chose to wake up at the point where you woke up. You you set the alarm. You know, if the alarm had gone off an hour later, would you have gotten up and gone out and gotten in that car accident? Likely not. However, that's not what happens. So you have to go back and and I call it the principle of absolute ultimate responsibility. And Mm -hmm. when you start living from that, uh, then it makes life easier because you're not so quick to blame other people and you're actually putting yourself in the most perfect position to employ forgiveness. That is really what it's all about. It's a challenge for most people to see themselves as being responsible in some small way for everything that happens in their life and that's kind of where i would begin it's where i begin when little things happen you know um if something like that were to happen pity parties are ubiquitous there are things that occur all the time people want to blame have a pity party blame someone else whatever don't want to accept where they are i'm a person that is really rather quick to to accept where i am because i've trained myself uh, to understand that now is where things begin, not 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. a half hour ago, 10 days ago. I can change my future by changing my thoughts right here, right now. And if that needs to happen, then I do it. Uh, <clears throat> even after, whenever I get to that point of realization, that's when it happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and and we're all human and we're going to, that's why I said earlier, we, we, we do live in lower frequencies uh, all the time. We visit that, you know, that barren desert. And right. when we, we don't like it, we move to Shangri-La, right? We right. we we have the ability to go from that barren desert to Shangri-La in, a, in the snap of a finger just by our own thinking, by changing our own mm-hmm. thought process. And it's so beautiful. And that, I spend most of my time, really, in it, when I'm out and about and with people or whatever, this stuff is always on my mind. I, always on my right. mind i'm always cognizant of how how people are feeling um, and what they're saying about themselves and relationship to what's going on in life and there's a lot of joking I always like to say that you can't disguise bad self talk with a joke
2: mm-hmm. uh, because right.
1: your mind your mind doesn't understand the joke, and neither does your reality if you're talking about manifesting um, Shangri-La and you're joking about the fact that you're not in Shangri-La, that you're in a desert. If you're saying I'm in a desert and you're joking, your mind doesn't understand. Your mind's going to respond to what you say I am to. Not the joke. If you right. say I am in the desert, that's where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I'm, I'm sick, that's what you're going to manifest. Hints. Hint, hint. I never say that. Right. I will never, never admit that I am sick. Ever it's not going to come out of my mouth you know
2: except for just i I love the words
0: out of out of balance i I, I, even with with the big Mm -hmm. c word i've in my health practice i i always said to people you know you don't have cancer you're out of balance and Mm -hmm. and that you know you take the the emotional charge away from that and and it is it's an imbalance you need to find the right tools whether it be supplements
1: spirituality
0: um you know a really great doctor who has a different vision
1: yeah right yeah positivity in there's so many different Mm -hmm. modalities but it's it it, in your mind your thinking you get to the heart of the thinking that that led to the disease you know how much anger are you holding on to how much uh you know what has happened to you in the past that you won't let go of Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of a lot of things that that can happen to Create more bad cells than good cells in our in our in our body that can turn our, our bodies on itself, um, and you know I realize that you know science is doing a whole lot of different things uh, with regard to uh, cancer research and other stuff. However, it all starts with we have to focus on what we can control, and we can control mm-hmm. what we're thinking about ourselves and our own bodies. That's just again that's part of sovereignty. Exactly. You gonna somebody else tell you, or are you gonna you're going to uh, uh, you know, it's 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 the the number one thing that I tell people generally. Uh, I have a friend who's a cancer survivor, and she was. And I told her when she moved out here to get a fresh start from California, I let her stay in my condo for a couple of years so she could get going. And I said, I don't want to hear anything about you surviving cancer. I don't want you to identify with cancer. I want you to identify with health. Everything you do is about optimal health.
2: Mm-hmm. Your
1: thinking, your mindset. Don't ever, don't ever begin a conversation with, I'm a cancer survivor. Because what you say I am to, you are. Okay? Um, you, you, know, you don't want to identify with that. If that becomes your identity, if you had an eating disorder and, and you've gotten through it, that's not who you are. It was something you were. It was something that you, it, it, it's in your past. It's in your rear view mirror. It hasn't, it, it's no longer part of you. You've, you've transformed who you are, your thinking, your body, everything, how you respond, how you react to things. You've changed all that. And that's mm-hmm. what you work to do. So why would you identify with that going forward? And if you're going to help people doing it, then come from the perspective of this is not who you are. You're right. the identity of somebody who has cancer. Don't identify with that. That's not what. That's not who you are. Cancer thriver. You're a thriver, not a survivor. You're a person. You're a thriving individual. Mm-hmm. You're healthy again. And amen. Hey, we don't. <laughs> we don't say right. that. We don't say that when we broke my leg. I'm a broken leg survivor. You know. No, we right. don't do that. You know. I, I. We don't identify with anything other than the big C. We. 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 You know. I'm this. I'm that. It, it's I just, just said it's just, that to
0: somebody the other day. They they broke their their they broke their finger and I said, Well I said, uh, you know, we, it's a pet because she's like, Well, I'll probably need surgery and I'll need this and I'll need that and I said, Well, why don't we try this instead? I'm broken, unbroken, I'm broken, I'm broken. <laughs> yeah. When she went to the doctor, uh, guess what? It's It can just be splinted. She doesn't need surgery, which is a blessing. It's absolutely (laughs) a blessing.
1: But the default default was always the worst.
0: Yeah, but what's so interesting, I met this young lady today, actually, uh, right before we did the show, and and I was so blown away by her, Um, and I didn't, I haven't even, it was the first time I met her, Um, but in the short conversation that we had, I learned that she had a, a, a personal trauma, and she was a performer on Broadway. And she made herself a promise after this trauma: she would never sing again. And I thought, "Oh my gosh!" And really? she went through sort of this dark night of the soul, and really was questioning a lot of things. And what she said to me was so beautiful, Michael. She said, "I had this moment where she said, I decided that I was going to be." born again, that this was going to be my first day of my new life. And I'm starting my life from here. And I thought, good for you. And so now she's in a musical here. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to go see your performance. Like I said, it's the first time I'm like, you know what I and the the performance is Godspell, which I thought I don't know any of the music for but I thought what? what an interesting yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, like I, I just know that there's imagery. It was like from the '70s, so I'm gonna have to
2: mm-hmm. kind of
0: learn about yeah. the story. But I just, you know, it was a new gateway, uh, and to I, I, and I think that every one of us, I mean, every day can be the first. You know, they, there's that saying: every day is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it really is. Yes, yeah.
1: it is. Today, That's true. Today, yeah, I mean, I mean, we mean again. We had a quote on that. It is. It is. It, 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 Picking up on that, why, why not approach every day like that when we wake up? Why should mm-hmm. why should we drag yesterday into today? Yesterday's gone. Why not look at this as being every day? Is when you wake up in the morning is is the greatest day ever? It's the first day and the greatest day of your life. Why can't it be? Who says so? You know it it it's it's interesting because um I I guess 38 years of training yourself to um, to, to do that because that's what I've done in, 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 in my business is I there's so much that I don't control so I just wake up in the morning and go, today's an awesome day. And I don't I know what's gonna that. happen, but I know it's gonna be amazing. And whether it it that's a that's a pair of glasses I put on, the lens I view the the world through on that particular given day. And I find it's important to not gauge your uh how you feel about your day by how much money you made how successful you were at something it can be that that is a trap i think that that uh, society puts us in that a trap of thinking where Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we if we didn't achieve something if we didn't succeed at making money or whatever we we really haven't been we really haven't had an amazing day and to me, the young lady you met, that, that makes your day amazing. It, oh, it, it, that, and it's so, yeah, I mean, that, is, that trumps everything. That is like, that's, that's, like that's, a, that's the bar you just jumped over at 10 feet, right, as a high jumper. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, you, it doesn't get any better than that. It really, really doesn't. And learning about that sort of thing from people, and, you know, it's, it's a focus. To me, it's just a, it's a focus. And as a superhero, you do have to have, uh, of your own life, you have to have an, an awareness to focus on the, the attributes that you're, that you're embodying every single day and live them, live from them instead of just having them be something that's, uh, you know, written somewhere, uh, written mm-hmm. in your journal. Um, you know, it, live from them and attempt to embody them when things happen.
0: Step oh, that just, gives me so, that just gives me shivers, Michael. It really does. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? It just occurred to me, like, you know how, how you get that, like, V8 moment where you slap your head and you go, oh, my goodness. And yeah. one of the songs from Godspell was Day by Day. Day by Day. Oh, gosh. Day that's a great, day. great,
1: great, great song. By the way, I'm going uh, to simply throw this out there that we've got about, about 60 seconds left in the show. Um, however, based on the time that we started, but... Um, I'm going to, because I've been keeping track. I just want to make sure we don't run over. We've got so many great, great pearls in this this show of wisdom. I'm simply going to say that day by day, that's an awesome song. I know I've seen the show, I've never heard the music, but it's been 40 years. So enjoy the show, and I want to hear about it on a future show.
2: Okay? Mm hmm
1: absolutely yeah Not till
0: April. now you <laughs> I definitely
1: you're going to close you're going to close right now i always close but i want to hear what because you brought up the concept of superhero for the show today so I, why don't you close out the show in this next 45 seconds
0: oh uh, well uh, yeah. well thank you so much and i'm so grateful for all of you tuning in to us here on prnfm on connect to love um i i truly believe that if you are um a person who is a suit your own superhero you need to recognize and know that you are worth it you are worthy you have courage you can do anything that you Mm -hmm. want to and and i believe i i and i'm going to use your words again michael because i i just cannot get enough of them um and it's michael j russ's personal mantra (laughs) i love myself (laughs) <laughs> right? Am I, uh, am yeah, I getting it yeah. wrong?
1: Yeah. Right? You, well, if you look in the mirror, you say, I love you, like, you can do anything.
0: I love you, I <laughs> you can know, do anything. If you're in your so, car,
1: I love, yeah, true. Sure.
0: Yeah. I love you. I'm a superhero. I can do anything. And uh, I'll like leave you with better. that. And yeah, <laughs> blessings to you all. Thank you so much. Love and light. Ciao.